everyone, this is Kim Wagner. I hope you had a great weekend. Um, this is Monday, March the 28th. I can't believe that March is almost finished. It just, it started and then now it's gone. <laughs> and a lot of months are like that, but I just really found that March was crazy fast. What do you guys think? We still have some snow. It's slowly melting. Our temperatures have been a little warmer, hovering around freezing, sometimes a little bit over. And on those days when the sun is warm, our snow is slowly, slowly melting, which is good because we had so much snow, we didn't really want a fast melt. We would have had a disaster in the yard. And there's still quite a few big puddles in town. And so it's better this way. But the days are getting longer, which I really like. It's great to wake up with the sun in the morning and um, it is, you know, around 7.30 my time right now and it's just dusk so you can see a little bit, not super dark. Yeah, and I just love that as we enter that time of the year. So, hey, this week I thought we would talk about, you know, kind of what's going on here because that's kind of what's on top of mine, but March and April is a really good time we are learning to start planning for chickens and we talked about it a little bit that I was going to put an order in on the last episode. I actually did put an order in just today. Um, I wasn't able to do it sooner but I was really excited to call in and place that order today. It just it's kind of like when I get my seeds ready <laughs> and start planning my garden. It just, it reminds me that it's going to be summer soon and the seasons are changing and I love every season. There's, there's benefits and reasons for the seasons, but um, I'm kind of ready for some sun, some, some coffee time on the deck sitting in the sun soon. So it's the end of March and as we go into April, we are really just focusing right now on the things that we need so that they're here in time when it is time to plant and you know have a place for our new chickens to be to clean out the you know the barn where our old chickens are I did some of that on Saturday and I'm going to post that in our new Instagram account of Prairie Grove Homestead it kind of shows me cleaning out our quail just a quick little video gives you a basic idea but we do that a few times through the winter but it's just it's so nice when it's fresh and clean and they they have dry little feet and they love it too so um, that's what I was doing on the weekend so this week um, when we're talking about chickens and chicken planning so when we moved here last year, we ordered, I believe, 20 butcher chickens, and we ordered just locally. Um, we had, let's see, four, five, about five hens, laying hens, and a few roosters, and we also ordered 20 um, turkeys, and I'm sorry, 10 turkeys, and we only have... Um, we actually have none left in the freezer. <laughs> they went pretty quick. We love that people were interested in them and the potential for anyone of you that is interested, the potential to raise and sell turkeys, especially in the fall, I think would be 
just an excellent revenue stream for anyone that would like to do that. We, I love the turkeys and actually we saved four of them and they are pets. <laughs> we have no plans to butcher them. We had thought about it and we're going to and then the season just kind of ended and they were just so cute and they kind of followed us around like a dog and they they just became part of the barnyard so they are lucky <laughs> they are lucky turkeys and so they're just they're just in the barn with the chickens they get along really well for the most part if our quail get out of their cage once in a while the turkeys will maybe pluck a couple feathers quickly off of the quail but other than that, there hasn't been any incident. So, so that's what we started with. And currently we have two Brahma hens and two roosters. And you can just go to Google and look them up if you're not familiar with that. Um, they're like a white and they have some really pretty coloring on their, their feathers. Um, and we have two barred Plymouth Rock hens and one rooster. We started with three barred Plymouth Rock and one rooster but one of the hens died um, real, last fall I believe it wasn't even that cold yet so I'm not sure they you know they work hard they get old they they don't have a, a long 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 lifespan I mean I guess some could live exceptionally long but we weren't really expecting that but so we have a little you know a few chickens and and hens are we had the 20 butcher chickens and we ended up it went really well we butchered them all we have a couple chickens in the freezer left i think we gave some away they're just really tasty and um, have such great flavor so and it was so easy so easy and so we decided to i shouldn't say it was i mean there were you know it's a lot of work i mean you have to <laughs> there's chores to do but i mean they just we basically free range them we did supplement with some grain and i'll explain that in a few minutes and but basically they were just on the barnyard and and we kind of moved them around a little bit and then we butchered them and it's you know it's easier to butcher a chicken than it is a turkey i guess that's what i was saying the turkeys were very difficult to butcher as i mentioned in a previous episode the chickens went really quickly so i don't think we're going to get turkeys that was the moral of that story. I don't think we're going to get turkeys for butchering anymore, but I encourage you, if you are up for that challenge of the butchering part, or you have a better system than we do, I, I would say it's a really good investment. We couldn't believe the interest and the waiting list we had, and we only had 10 birds. I'm sure that we could have sold so many more. So just keep that in mind if you are looking for an income stream on your homestead. So we also have five crazy guinea fowl if you're not familiar with them they're great watchdogs <laughs> um, they're so weird looking they they almost look like miniature i don't know dinosaurs slash they have kind of a clown face <laughs> i know it sounds really creepy just go ahead and google them if you've never seen one before they are quite weird that's all i can say but if anything is on the yard that's not supposed to be or you know they eat mice they eat bugs they they're they kind of keep to themselves in a group i mean they're they're pretty easy to they fly up on top of the barn and then you know at this point we've had them for almost a year they know to come back into the barn at night um they're just we got them because we were told that they would help with 
uh, wood ticks. We have lots of wood ticks here on the prairie and that they would keep the bug population down. I, I believe it. I'm excited to see exactly how good they do. But last year we had um, grasshoppers and I mean, our yard was pretty clear of them once we got the guinea, the guinea fowls. So something to look into. We also have, like I said, our four turkeys, which everyone wants me to name. So I probably will. And maybe you guys can help me with some names for my turkeys. I don't know. I'll maybe put that in our Instagram stories or something. And then we have 11 quail, uh, Caternit quail. And we've that was our first bird, actually. Even when we lived in town, we decided that we just needed something. And something, I guess a hobby. But we used the eggs for, I think we had them for almost a year I think before we moved out here so we my husband built the coop Clarence built the coop and we had it outside in as soon as it was warm enough and through the summer and then in the winter we took them into our garage and had heating lamps and they gave us eggs and it's about three eggs <laughs> to one chicken egg but they taste the same and we haven't bought eggs for a very long time so that was our first bird experience as a couple and they were really well we brought their coop all the way from town out here and um, put them in a different cage but we have their original coop for summer they can't quail can't really free range I mean I guess they could and maybe some of you do that I can't see it I mean they're small so they're very vulnerable to predators and um, they're not real intelligent I don't I've never experienced that. They kind of need protecting, and so we keep them in a cage in the barn. It's it's a large cage for them, and they have things to hide under and jump over, and um, they have food, they have water, and they still lay eggs, not too many in the winter. We don't really collect them as much anymore. We use them more for um, our compost pile and the shells and we just um, quite honestly toss some of them but they are good I mean they don't they haven't been laying too many yet since fall so we'll see what happens this summer we'll probably bring some more in and anyway so those are the birds that we have now so this <laughs> my order today was 40 butcher chickens so we're going to increase that and what we had last year because we're not going to get the turkey so we decided that we're going to get enough chickens that we can butcher and have enough for our families and then also if someone wants to buy them um, we'll have those available so we ordered 40 butcher chickens and they're mixed so that just means it doesn't matter if they're the cockerels which are the young males or the pullets which are the young females it doesn't really matter and we will never know, probably. I mean, we don't look, we don't try to find out. We just get these and we, um, for the purpose of raising for butchering. So why chickens? Well, the obvious answer, I guess, would be the eggs and the meat. So it just, they don't take up much space. I mean, it depends how many you get, I suppose, but they, you know, generally don't take up that much room. Um, I guess depending where you live, you have to be careful for noise, you know, for the volume if you live in town or whatever. And um, but we got them primarily for eggs, 
and then with the intention to butcher and start supplying some of our own meat so that we're not always running to the grocery store. And then we know exactly where this meat is coming from. And it just feel, it felt great raising our own chickens and then butchering them and um, putting them in the freezer and then bringing them out as we needed them. It, it was just such an awesome feeling. And so besides that though, um, the shells and the poop, they're great for compost. So we have one compost pile on the property already that we dug into when we moved here for our garden, but we're starting a new compost pile and um, we're starting with the um, all the shavings and poop and everything from the barn. So we're excited about that. And when they free range, obviously they just go wherever and they fertilize that piece of grass or land. So um, that's great. You know, they're working. They're, we're feeding them. They're eating. They're eating the bugs. They're eating the grass. They're mowing the lawn. <laughs> they're fertilizing the lawn. And then we move them to another spot. And we do that all summer long for our butcher chickens. And our um, our hens, we, we don't let them have complete range of the yard every day. But most days we do. And they also eat bugs, etc. But we just, you know, we have a place for them to go at night in the summer, etc. They're in the barn right now. It's still too cold here in Saskatchewan for them to be out free ranging. We have too much snow for one thing. But there's been a few warm days where we have kind of a fenced in area um, close to a little door. They can come in and out. And we have had that open a few times in the last couple of weeks so they can go outside and sit in the sunshine and enjoy some fresh air and then they go back <laughs> into the barn yet so hopefully they can spend more time outside soon so if you live in town though um, like I said we had quail in town we have we know people that have chickens in town you just need to check with your town ordinances and some communities do not allow that at all and some are a little bit you know um, they they are more accommodating to that and then some actually encourage it so it just depends where you live but don't think if you don't live out of town yet that you can't have chickens because you could you could have enough to supply the eggs that you need for your family and that's a great place to start kind of the homesteading lifestyle without actually living on a homestead that's exactly where we started with our quail but you need a place to house your chickens or whatever birds you have so when we moved here there was actually a barn here already well it was it was an original barn and then they had <clears throat> built another they kind of added on to it and it was it became a car garage in the front but in the back it was still the original barn so we had to kind of um, build a few things and clean it up a bit but it became our chicken barn and so we were really happy about that um, and then and then like I said in the summer we have a movable trailer frame thing <laughs> and you can get lots of ideas actually by googling or on Pinterest you'd be surprised there's actually so many that you kind of have to stop looking after a while because you'll just there's just so many but we had an old trampoline frame so Clarence decided we looked up you know a, kind of a plan that someone did with that and so we had an old trampoline frame and we just put them the butcher chickens in there and then we added a couple extra layers around it with chicken wire just for their own protection from predators then 
um, Clarence put like a tarp on top with some boards and um, as we get more into the video and pictures on Instagram, I can take some pictures or share some of what it looked like. But it did really, like it was great. And so then we would just let them eat in that spot for a few days, supplement with a little bit of grain, not too much. And then we would both take a side and just pick it up and and then shuffle it over to another section and um, let them do the same thing in a different spot. And it was amazing. Um, First, I mean, it looks bare because they eat it, <laughs> they mow your grass, and then, but they fertilize, and it's just such great grass when it comes back. So, um, we just do that all summer long, and it worked really well. And there's so many different plans and things you can make um, now for tractor, or excuse me, chicken tractors, they call them. And so, you just, you know, some people make them an actual wood frame with wheels on so they can just pick it up and move it so many it depends you know where you live how many chickens you have what resources you have etc but it doesn't have to be that complicated use what you have and you know if you use what you have or have a plan for or whatever you can usually find some hints or tips from someone to do that and it doesn't have to be that complicated pretty much anything will work as long as they are safe from the elements and from predators <clears throat> excuse me so in the barn we have our feeders um, our water containers our roosting area nesting boxes so we had to obviously and we built a small cage like i said for our quail so those were things we had to add into that barn space and it was not hard and like my husband was raised on a farm so clarence new kind of the setup we didn't have to do too much research on that but it was awesome we got some hay some straw and we just made it a really comfy place for them to be some bales that they can sit on etc there is one window in there so which Clarence put in there was there weren't any windows when we first just the big sliding door but again in the winter obviously we're not going to leave that open so he put a window into the side of that barn so that the birds would have sunlight during the day even in the winter so I was just looking here so at my notes the chicken feed costs about $20 this is approximate again depends where you live and what you have we have co-op here like a feed a farm um, supply store so ours range about $20 per 50 pound bag and then it depends how many chickens you have you know how long that's going to last etc and because um, chickens they're going to need either the grass and you know and or feed daily and their water topped up and fresh cleaned out every other day or so um, you just we don't want our chickens getting sick and this year we have we haven't had any issues with that at all so so hens um, primarily lay spring through fall but you know maybe that depends maybe on the breed or their home <laughs> I'm not sure but we actually had chickens laying all winter not as many as they would when they're outside in the sunlight for that you know optimal 12 you know hours a day or whatever 12 to 14 hours a day but they there was enough eggs for us for fresh eating and we even shared some throughout the winter so they must have been happy in in the barn um and so it just depends, you know, what what kind of chickens you have, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm still learning, too. So, And, of course, the sunlight, that window that Clarence put in helped. So 
other things to consider when you are setting up your chickens you always have to clean out the manure i mean that's always animals poop so <laughs> whether it's you know spring summer fall or winter there's going to be chores to do so but again it's good for something right like the manure it's awesome for compost so you just want to have the tools that you need to clean that out efficiently and and then just start a compost pile somewhere and it's nice to know someone that if and for some reason you have to be gone somewhere that you have chicken sitters and whether you know depending on your families your ages of your kids or whatever if you have adult children if you have neighbors if you have friends that are willing to do that just maybe give them a you know a tour and you know and how to at some point before you're actually going somewhere and then in the event you go on vacation or there's a family emergency or whatever then you can call on them to come and do your chores and they'll know your setup and then you won't have to worry about your chickens while you're gone and because living things they need all this attention right and for you know 90% of the time it works out well and you don't have to worry about that but there's always you can't be at your homestead all the time for the rest of your life I mean that's not I mean there's going to be times that you're away so we have to set that so those are some things that that we learned this year and that um, that I noted as far as planning your chickens um, how many well like I said we have the four hens we, we started with the four hens and at least um, one turkey laying and we have an average of 12 to 18 eggs a week right now currently so that's a lot. I mean, there's just Clarence and myself, sometimes our family. I'm always trying to give eggs to my grown kids. Um, we give some to people in our church, and we are looking at it as an income stream at some point. So, but 12 to 18 eggs a week, that's good. And like I said, we just have the four hens, and I think there's at least one turkey, maybe two, that are laying eggs <laughs> so and they taste the same they're just bigger and just a little the shell is just a little tougher but they don't taste any different they're just huge so um you know like i said we are getting 10 more laying hens and with the intention of selling and also i want eggs of all colors because i look at i see other homesteaders that have all these beautiful eggs like rainbow colors and that's i just love that that's so cool <laughs> and so that's kind of my my thing but our eggs now are mostly in the peach slash nude colors um some a little bit more on the brown side but the breed that we're getting the americana um they actually have a blue egg so i'm very excited about that and so that's why i chose those i'm sure the eggs taste the same but i would i just wanted some pretty eggs so including the wood the wire um, the shade canvas that we put up for the birds on hot summer days just some things we had to tidy up when we bought this property again everybody's circumstance is going to be different depending on if you're starting from scratch scratch or if you're buying a place or if you're living in town so the first year these are approximate um, I went through our receipts really quickly so this is a approximate not exact but we spent about three to four hundred dollars on fixing up a place for the chickens our laying hens to go and roosters and also for our um, chicken trailer for our butcher chickens and we spent about 250 dollars on new birds last year and about 480 to 500 dollars on grain slash feed 
and supplies for those birds. So that just gives you kind of an idea of how much it might cost you and then you can gauge what's doable for your family and we're increasing our chickens like I said a, you know a little bit we're getting a few more this year which we're really excited about but now we have our coop and our system in place Clarence wants to tweak the um, chicken trailer tractor thing a little bit not exactly sure what he has planned for that we'll we'll update you on that but so there's things always cost money and I mean lumber's not cheap right now so you know get creative <laughs> but it's doable no matter what situation you're in if you're still in town if you if you're on a homestead or just starting this is all things chickens and March and April are a great time to start thinking about those things so I just wanted to hop on here today and share you know more specific details with you about what we do as far as our chicken planning is concerned I hope that you've enjoyed this episode, and I hope that we'll talk soon. Um, it's dark now. It's not dusk anymore, but it's still a great view from here. Take care. We'll talk again soon. Bye-bye. Hey, we sure hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, would you mind just going and leaving a comment or review wherever you listen to this podcast today? We sure would appreciate it. And if you would like to leave a comment or suggestion for future episodes, just visit us at kim at prairiegrovehomestead.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'll talk again next time. Thanks for stopping today. Bye-bye.